This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Welcome to Road School Moms. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time RVing mom to four kiddos and the co-founder of Full-Time Families, the resource for your full-time RVing needs and so much more. Tonight and every Sunday night, I am blessed to be joined by my lovely co-host. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a full-time RVing mama to four kiddos on the road. I'm also the creator over at roadtripteacher.com, your resource for um destination-based study guides, and other resources for your next learning adventure. And we also chronicle our travels over at diaryofaroadmom.com if you want to hear about our crazy life, uh, and it's kind of like a circus. So we are so excited to be coming to you from wherever in the world you are. KT, as always, it's wonderful to hear your voice. Where in the world are you tonight? Likewise, Mary Beth, always a pleasure. I am sitting in Hot and steamy Las Vegas, although I will say the weather has broken a little and we're just in the mid-90s now instead of the 110s like we were last week. Uh, and good news, praise the Lord, the pool has been fixed here, so that's even better news. Um, but otherwise, we're here in Vegas and uh, today we had a very special visitor. My father-in-law flew up from uh, Florida to come and spend some time with us out here. Uh, following this week, so I'm really looking forward to that. How about you, Mary Beth? Where in the world are you? We are in southern Missouri, enjoying this beautiful late summer, almost feels fallish weather, um, beautiful days and cool nights, but not even cool enough for a sweatshirt, just those really um, cool, not-quite-fall nights, um, and we've been enjoying our time here. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but we're enjoying our time here not far from Mansfield, Missouri, and um, it brings me back to two years ago when we were at the Branson Not Back to School Rally and how much fun we had at that STF rally a couple of years ago. Um, and that's where we are on kind of what we've been doing this week. Awesome. So tell me, um, what what have you what what have you done? I, you know, uh, just a little background. Mary Beth and I are involved in something that kicks off today called the Prairie Life Book Club. I'm so excited. We, Tonya and I are um, doing this book club together as a mother-daughter activity, and uh, we started earlier this week reading, doing a read aloud with each other. And uh, you, I know, have been on these field trips, field trips for the book club founder, Holly Giles, of the Giles Frontier. So tell me all about it. Well, you know, I have been working with Holly Giles over at the Giles Frontier all late spring and all summer long. Um, we have been taking in some of the birthplaces, or not, not the birthplaces, I guess. I'm trying to think of, you know, I've got two road schoolers in the back seat. We had to pull off at a rest area. I'm just going to say this right now before we get out of the gate because this is one of those, one of those shows where I'm probably going to be muting myself about 15 times. We had to pull off at a rest area because we didn't make our destination. So they're hopping around the, the vac here, um, and I totally lost my concentration. So anyway, um, field trips. We have been traveling to some of the different locations that Laura Ingalls, Laura Ingalls Wilder, um, lived in during her lifetime. And this week in particular, we are at Mansfield, Missouri. This third week of September annually is the time that they hold Wilder Days in Mansfield, Missouri. And I'll have to tell you that as a big of a Little House fan that I am, um, and that honestly started out with a TV series when I was younger, and then I read all of the books when I was, um, I don't know, probably between the time I was maybe 10 and 14. But I always had an infatuation with that Little House series and the time period of prairie life in America and that, you know, just that historical time period. This weekend, uh, more than any other places that I visited, really just, was I was so immersed in it. To be honest with you, the first day that we were at Wilder Days, I really felt like I had to keep holding my, like I felt like my mouth was open all the time because I just kept learning things that I didn't know and it was just really interesting. 
Laura Ingalls Wilder, um, after getting married to her husband, Almanzo, moved to Mansfield, Missouri. They moved there dirt poor, had practically no money. Um, they had $100 that they had saved. They went down there to find a homestead, which they'd done. Um, they had a dream to build, to plant apple trees. Um, and that was how they intended to make part of their living. And um, eventually she designed the house that he built. And that is where they spent the remainder of their married years. Um, that's where they raised their daughter, Rose. Um, their old farmhouse, it's a 10-room, eventually became a 10-room farmhouse. It started out as a one-room house. Eventually was a 10-room farmhouse. That was there this weekend. We toured that. Um, there's also another house on the property called the Rock House. When Laura and Amonzo's daughter um, came back from traveling abroad, she was quite accomplished herself and was fairly well off. And she built the rock house on the property for her parents to live in in the, in the 1920s um, is when that was built. And it was kind of a modern house for that time period. Um, but all of that history is um, reflective in that property. And when you go there, you can just you can feel it. Um, and so many of the, the artifacts and the, her writings and her works were on display. There's a museum, of course, and all kinds of things around town. There's not far out of a town um, actually unrelated to the Lord Ingalls, specifically is a place called Bakersville Pioneer Village. Um, so it's also very in tune with that time period. And just it's just a really, 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 really good stopover. If you're traveling in the southern part of Missouri, it's right off of I-44, about maybe close to an hour, I guess it was, south of I-44, um, where Mansfield is. But um, it just was a really good three or four day stop, probably, um, to learn a lot of history about that time period. Um, and if you haven't, uh, you know, KT, you mentioned that the Prairie Life Book Club kicks off this week. It's not too late if you're listening to this broadcast live. If you're listening to us on a replay, it's probably too late. Um, but if you're listening to us live tonight, um, know that it's not too late. The Prairie Life Book Club is still has a few slots open, and um, you can join that. It's a 12-week course that um, follows the Little House in the Big Woods book, which was the first book that Laura wrote. And I'll mention this. I think one of the things that intrigued me the most um, in Mansfield this weekend, and I did not know this, Laura Ingalls did not actually write the books that she wrote about the Little House series. There were nine of them. She didn't actually write those books until she was 65 years old. Um, and she wrote nearly all of them. Well, she wrote all of them from that location in Mansfield, Missouri. So those that is where, even though the memories in the Little House series were made throughout her lifetime, the actual writing of those books and those stories and all of her memoirs, those actually took place right there on that property where we were this weekend in Mansfield. So that was pretty intriguing to me. That is fascinating. I didn't know that. You know, being an East Coast girl, I, I have some theories about um, East Coast, West Coast literature and especially growing up girl literature. And I was a Nancy Drew fan. My mother's a devout Nancy Drew fan. She still goes to Nancy Drew con conventions across the country. Um, you know, Little House was not anything that I was exposed to until I actually got out on the road. Yeah, there was a TV show, but there were lots of TV shows back then. So, uh, you know, that one didn't stick out to me. Um, but I do recall getting out on the road and all these women my age, you know, going to these locales that you're going to, Mary Beth, with their kids and it being such a big deal and me feeling a little left out of the loop. And it wasn't until um, I got connected with Holly and we started talking about her Giles Frontier um, uh, curriculum that she said, well, haven't you read any of the Little House books? And I said, uh, okay, I'm going to out myself. No, not a single one. <laughs> she actually <laughs> sent me my copy of uh, Little House in the Big Woods, which I promptly lost. <laughs> so <laughs> last week I repurchased it. And I actually posted a picture of all the books I, I purchased because uh, you recall I posted uh, a picture I purchased, that's what I did, that's the P word that I did, I purchased a lot of the books that uh, Tara Weed uh, suggested we purchase on that show about transitioning your unschooler to college. And so I needed four books in order to get the discount. And I said, okay, well, I'll just order that book again. I know it's in here somewhere. And Tonya said, as soon as you click order, you know we're going to find it. And no sooner does the book come that we, in fact, had two copies. I also posted some pictures this week of us cleaning Blaze's nest, 
a loft bed, but it's really his nest. And that's where the book was, up there in his quote-unquote library. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's been a true blessing because, as I mentioned, Tonya is an emergent reader, and um, it's really nice to have two copies of the books so that she can read and I can just fill in and we're not struggling to, for who can see what. So it's been a huge blessing to have our two copies. And uh, it's been fun starting to read it last night. Last night we read about how they made the pig's bladder a balloon. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things that, um, of course, you know, Taylor's and I'm older than Tori, so that's my number three. She just turned 12. And she's not ever, she's not really, as much as I have always loved the Little House series I grew up, like we talked about, she never has really been, it's not that she wasn't a fan, but she just wasn't into it. Um, what I've seen happen with her this weekend is she... There was a lot to do with the timeline, you know, to understand Mansfield and understand where she was in her life. You know, you had to kind of understand her timeline from her life. Um, and that's where Taylor has gotten intrigued with her timeline or her timeline and, you know, where things were at in the world and, um, and some of the interesting stories, not necessarily the pig's bladder into a balloon because that actually grossed her out. But there were some other really interesting things that, you know, that we found this weekend and, um, that kind of gets her attention. And so I'm going to take this opportunity to say, why, you know, if you've listened to us for the last few weeks and if you're in our Road School Moms Facebook, you're probably really sick and tired of listening to, you know, Mary Beth talk about prairie life. But I have to tell you, I'm so, like, I'm so excited about it and I'm so, you know, I keep talking about it. You know, yes, I'm an affiliate for, for Holly Jowsey. Yes, I make a little bit on every prairie life that, you know, that I sell through my link. But honestly, I have seen such a turnaround in my two girls over the past month. I've really been stressing all summer about how my road school is going to be this year, and I knew that I had everything ironed out as far as what curriculums we were using, and, and I was, I'm really comfortable in my skin about where, where, where my road schoolers are going and as far as what they're doing. But what I was really looking for is something to get my kids excited. And my girls specifically, this book club, has done it for them. And it's not because Little House is so great. I mean, it's, it is for me, but, you know, you've got to find your own thing. And for you? Oh, oh. <laughs> I think Ashley has joined. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, uh, for you, you know, you said it was Nancy Drew, and that's awesome. But what I'm more talking about is how my girls have, they've gotten into this book, and it's gotten them into this time period, and we they're totally immersed in it. And if you see any of my pictures, you'll see Tori has gotten this little house dress. You know, she lives it. You know, the days that we're reading the books, she's all about it, and Taylor's even kind of started. You know, it's just find something for your kiddos that they can really immerse themselves in and let their creativity go. And, you know, there's a um, you know, there's a song out there, Let Them Be Little. You know, if I could write a song and sing, which, Katie, you know I can't. But um, if I could, I would write a song called Let Them Be Learners because that is what I have finally figured out, you know, you can do all this crazy stuff. You can buy the best curriculums in the world. You can plan out everything. I mean, you can do all that perfectly to the T. But, you know, if you don't let them be learners in their own way, um, then you're really missing the mark because that's what I've finally seen in my girls over the past couple of weeks, and it all has to do with the, you know, this Prairie Life time period and the Prairie Life book club. So there's my commercial on that, and uh, I guess it's time to introduce our guest. Yeah, you know, I, uh, first of all, I second you on that. I think that this Prairie Life Book Club is, I just think it's the perfect thing for a road schooler. I really do, because whether you've been to those locales or you're putting those locales on your travel plans, it just is hand in glove with what road schooling is all about. And, um, I am not an affiliate. I used, uh, Mary Beth, uh, code to get my stuff, but I wholeheartedly believe in what Holly is producing and how she's producing it. And, um, really excited to be a part of this, and I hope that there's a follow-up uh, for the moms that didn't get involved in it this time. So I'm um, looking forward to that. But speaking of let them be learners, uh, that couldn't be – you couldn't have written that any better. I know you didn't write it at all, Mary Beth, but <laughs> if we were going to write an intro for tonight's guest, you couldn't have written that any better because I think you're going to be really, really excited about what Ashley Logsdon is doing. She's our guest tonight. She's also a fellow podcaster on iTunes at Mama Says Namaste. 
Um, and she is going to tell us all about um, her philosophies on life, education, love, everything, all of it. So without further ado, um, Ashley, thank you so much for making time and coming to Road School Bombs. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we love to start by introducing you to our listeners, and we love for our guests to introduce themselves to the listeners and tell um, or have our guests tell us how you fit into this road school community. So please go ahead and do that. All right. Well, first off, I'm a little envious of y'all's warmer weather where y'all are. <laughs> we are currently just pulled into Munising, Michigan. And we are right on Lake Superior, which is beautiful, uh, and a little bit chillier than where you are. So it's about 50-something degrees here tonight. So um, we're, we're staying north to get the, the northern states for a little while before we run south to warm weather where we, uh, we handle things a little bit better. <laughs> so we are uh, – so I have done Mama Says Namaste – and uh, originally I had been working with my father's company, and I still help to run his business as well. And he's an author and a career coach. So I've been in the business realm for a long time and actually worked to help build a coaching program to certify coaches in lots of different arenas, whether it's career or finance or marriage or what, any, any different elements of it. So from there, I then ended up crafting – kind of taking my blog to the next level and building that into a business where I am doing marriage and family coaching. So what I do is I help growing families understand their unique gifts so they can go from chaos to intention and create that family life that they really love to come home to. So my tagline is the uniqueness in each of us strengthens all of us. And that's really what I focus on is helping people to understand. I use personality profile kind of as a snapshot of the deeper self. So not just the outside surface, but um, kind of looking at, you know, when you do a family portrait, you look at how everybody looks their finest and you want everybody to kind of shine in their best light and uh, everybody be color coordinated and everything else. Why well, help families kind of go deeper and see how we can pull out our best strengths and live with intention and not just react in a negative way so that we really are uh, – you know, we've got that beautiful image um, on a deeper level where we're really connected and understanding each other and having fun with this family that we've created. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And I, um, I'll just have to. I'll just. I don't know what that was, Stacey. Um, I'll have to tell you that I don't. Um, Michigan. I love Michigan. It's beautiful up there, but I don't go there after August because it's too cold for this crazy girl. <laughs> So we haven't committed anything past like two weeks because we don't know how long we can handle the cold. So we're coming back down from the full-time families rally up in Canada. So we had to brave the cold so that we can make the rally and it was, it was definitely worth it. So um, that's why we're up north. The only reason we came up north for this part was to hit the Canada rally and to knock out all of the, the Northeast states. So we just finished a Northeastern tour. And at this point, um, we've been on the road for 11 months, and we have hit, geez, I think 36 states. We were calculating by the time we get back to our, our home base where our family is in Nashville in November, we will have only seven or eight states left to cover for hitting every one, all, all of the, the 48 states that we have here. Wow, that's quite an accomplishment. I'm so jealous that you got to go to the Canadian Rally. The pictures were awesome up there. So congrats to you for getting to do that. But oh, yeah. um okay. it was a blast. <laughs> it looked like it. Okay, so um I was looking at your website the other day and I was thinking that how I I love how you you're so eloquent about how you say things and you just hit on some of the key points um in your intro just a few minutes ago. So tell me, because this is what I, the first thought that I had to my, that came to my mind. You say that, you know, it's defined, you know, how each one of your kids shine, each, each member of your family shines, and, and defined all that, you know, within each of us, within our family. Which, how do you figure out, don't you have to figure out yourself first before you can figure out your kids and figure out, you know, what parts that you're looking at for your kids and your husband? Is it, is it you that you should find your, your own shine first? Well, I definitely believe that, yeah, any change is going to come from within. So if you want to 
it's that whole saying, my daughter's favorite saying is be the change you wish to see in the world. And she uses that a lot. And of course, I can use that as a wonderful learning example for her of, okay, you want your sisters to do this. Well, don't just tell them, but be the example. So yes, the more we know about ourselves, the better we are able to then kind of connect with others and to help them bring out their own strengths. So, I mean, just in my family alone, when I learned a lot about what my personality style is and what my strengths are, I was able to identify that, you know, I am highly driven and I'm great at delegating and I love to get to the end result. But I also was able to recognize that my weaknesses where, okay, if I'm stressed out and I feel like I'm out of control, you know, that strength of being a delegator and a leader can turn into I'm a micromanager and I'm a drill sergeant and I'm reacting to my family and I'm not connecting to my family. So once I'm able to understand that, I'm able to kind of connect with my family in a way that's a positive way. And so me understanding that about myself helps me to respond to my family in a way that they, you know, they respond to in a more positive way and also helps me to recognize when my children are acting in a certain way that maybe it's not just that, you know, they've chose to not pick up any of their clothes on the floor. Maybe there's something that's a deeper issue that's going on. And the more that I'm, that I kind of see that deeper side, the more I'm able to kind of get to the root of it and not just get mad because there's clothes on the floor, for example. Oh, clothes on the floor. <laughs> that could be my undoing. <laughs> On Wednesday, that could be the end. So I just uh, recognize myself in what you just said, and uh, what I Mm -hmm. recognize about myself and what has taken me a long time to learn because I didn't have someone like you on my side to, like, give me the tools and give me the coaching uh, is that I'm a get-it-donner. And um, Mm -hmm. so – so even like with this book club, we gotta we gotta get chapter one done. We gotta get it done. <laughs> that's my focus. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where we're going. We're not really enjoying it. We're just getting through it. Um, and uh, so so um, for the people who identify in what you're saying, or the people who know that they, their strengths and their weaknesses go hand in hand, what kind of tools do you um, prescribe for them, or, or where where do you start looking? Well, with with what I do with my coaching, every the foundation for everything that I have is what I call the personality snapshots. And I call it snapshots. It's the disc personality profile, which if I were to go to a corporate setting and I say I have disc personality profiles for your leadership team, it's no problem. Okay, yeah, we'll get that. But when I go to a family and say, hey, let's do a disc personality profile on your family, it's not quite taken with the same level of, of understanding. And so that's why I chose, you know, snapshots and portrait session because this is a look into yourself. It's not just a profile that's going to stick you with a label, but it's something that just opens your eyes to awareness. That's all it is. It's not a right or wrong or anything else. It's just being aware of who you are and what you bring to your family. Um, I've had, you know, I've had families that, you know, hesitate on investing in themselves and I'm like, you know, well, you invest in what you prioritize and how important is your family? We can throw money when we're doing a business venture, but not so much when we're doing something that is just for a family improvement. So I've started with these profiles as a great way of just getting understanding and I do that just individual or you can do it as a part of a coaching package. But there's some key things, too. And if you are a podcast listener, which obviously you are if you're listening to this one, the Mama Says Namaste, the second series is all on the pro- – or the first series, I'm sorry, is all on the profile. So it's a great free way to really get insights into the different personality styles that there are. And there are some key questions that you can kind of ask yourself that help to kind of bring awareness to, okay – Why am I acting the way that I am? And the biggest one, the biggest thing that we use over and over again is what is your goal? And for a high D personality style, which is me, and it probably sounds like I'm assuming just knowing you can relate to you as well, um, that's a big one for us because we're very results-oriented. It's all about the end result. Well, if I just step back and I say, what is my goal? Okay, what is my goal? What's my goal with the book club? Is it to just finish the chapter, or is it to connect and do something with my daughter? Well, if you pull it back a little bit, then it's, okay, so if my goal is connection, how can I do that? And then it doesn't become so much about the agenda, but it, comes, it becomes about you spending time with your daughter. 
So there are just different kind of questions that you can ask yourself. And that one I feel like is just a great starting point to just, no matter what your personality style is, when you start to feel that tension or pressure in some way to, um, to move forward or to pull back or to make that snarky comment to yourself, just asking what's, what's my goal in this? And that helps to kind of reset, reset and help you to figure out what's really important and what you want moving forward and what you want your family life to look like. And it also helps in the education realm and just thinking about that with your kids. What's your goal with education? What's your the goal for, for schooling with your kids? Is it that they can pass this test or is it that, you know, for, for me, my goal is that I want to raise lifelong learners. It's not so much that they have to know every single thing, but I want them to always have a love of learning and to know how to find those answers and to raise critical thinkers that enjoy the process and know that it doesn't end at 12th grade or at college graduation, but is something that is an ongoing process for the rest of their lives. That is all so very true. So I think that it's easy, okay, so you're talking about, you know, the personality snapshots, and I love that idea. Um, but it's so easy to, you know, when you know what your strengths are, and maybe maybe we don't always know what all of them are, but I think most of us have a pretty good idea what our strengths are. Um, and so when you get this personality snapshot back, how can you, it's easy to let um, your strengths make you shine, right? That's easy. It probably happens naturally. How can you use the knowledge of where your weaknesses are to still make yourself shine? Um, you can I'm trying to figure out exactly what you, where you are asking the, the okay as far as well, the weaknesses to concern. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, you know, when you know what your strengths are, that's you know, it's easy uh, to, to know how to use those to make yourself shine and to you know to do better and to connect better with your kids and your spouse or your other family members. But how do you uh, use, how do you use the knowledge of what your true weaknesses are? to do that same thing. How, you know, what's the best uh, way to go about that? Okay. Well, um, since we've used a whole bunch of high D type of examples, I'm going to switch and use some of the other personality styles. So if you are a high S, for example, a high S is, is a personality style that's the largest population. It's like 69% of the population is an S personality style. Easy way of understanding that is, um, they're like a golden retriever or a dove. You think very loyal, supportive, caring, um, uh, tend to be a little bit more passive and non-confrontational. Um, doesn't mean that an S is not strong. And I've had S personalized that say, you know, don't confuse kindness with weakness. It doesn't mean that they're weak. But they tend to be better in more supportive roles. They enjoy the process of um, of support, supporting someone else and not necessarily being in the limelight. And they tend to be a little bit more introverted. Well, you, an S really, uh, craves security. Security is a really important element for a high S. So I use the example a lot of times, um, of my husband. He was in real estate. And so before we hit the road, you know, he's in real estate. All of us on the road know that the stress of when you first decide to make that decision. How you make that transition can be a really stressful time. You know, you're wrapping up whether you're selling your house or figuring out for us, you're figuring out Airbnb and all of the logistics, wrapping him up with work, everything else. We were working like crazy. We had a lot of chaos going on just with extended family plus with our work situations and um, just trying to get everything done before we could leave. And so for an S, security is a big element of um just needing some some consistent routine. And here we have no routine, and he's a realtor. I mean, there's not routine in that. <laughs> there's, it's all kinds of random schedules. And so what we had to look for is he. it would be easy for him to shift to his coping mechanism, which would be to shut down, say, I don't care. And he could veg out in front of the TV and just not engage in life or um, – sleep all the time or anything to kind of disengage because disengaging is what uh, that personality style is going to do over just um, choosing to uh, choosing to do something that might be a confrontation of any sort. 
So it's just to disengage in life. And you see that like with the teens that leave all the clothes on the floor and they're going through the transitions in school. They're freaking out. They've got, you know, hormones raging. They've got all kinds of stuff and there's not a lot of security. They're trying to figure out who they are. Any kind of big transitions for NS personality style. So understanding that when you see this, I don't care, whatever, just, you know, kind of a very apathetic personality style, they kind of start to shut down and they retreat, go into themselves and kind of isolate. If I see that, I'm instantly going to go to, okay, how can I provide security for that person? What can I do to find something consistent that is a positive routine? So for a kid that may be having some devoted date night time or talkie time at night with the kids, um, something that gives them consistent, you are important, I care about you, I'm connected with you, let's do this. For Nathan, my husband, it was every night we had check-in time where we were able to just kind of have a moment to connect and talk and put down everything else and just focus on us checking in with one another. And that consistency of us doing that helped us to get through the chaos of transitioning into this lifestyle. So that would be, I guess, an example of how, you know, that's that's one thing where it's, it can be a weakness of this shutdown and knowing that and knowing what the trigger is and that trigger being that lack of security, then I'm not just mad and saying, oh, my husband doesn't care or, oh, my kids don't care. It's, okay, they, they do care. They care so much that they don't know how to cope with this right now, so how can I help them through this process? Oh, I love that. Does that help a little bit? In depth. Okay. Yeah, I I can identify with that too. I uh, not not me, but that's Chris. So yeah, very, very yeah. Well, as Heidi's tend to go for our high answers. So yes, it's a great book. Okay. There is definitely something for opposites attract. Yeah. So you mentioned that um, at your podcast, which is available on iTunes. Is that where I'm going to go find it? Yes. Yeah, um, that you, you go, go to, on Mama Says Namaste, you can do podcasts, and there's a ton of different ways to look at it. But, yeah, for those of us that are on iTunes, it's just an easy way to, to subscribe and do it that way. Okay. And so then you said that you have a whole series dedicated to these personality types. So I just want to reiterate mm-hmm. that for listeners. Um, and I know mm-hmm. I'm going to be tuning into that. That's fabulous information. And so important. We did a, um, another show with figuring out your learning types. You know, you mentioned the word intentional. That's Mary Beth and I, one of our favorite words here on Road School Moms, intentional, intentional, intentional. It's a lost art, the art of intention, figuring mm-hmm. out why you do and, and what you do, the things you do. And, you know, I really also resonated deeply with um, what your goal is because when I finally did mm-hmm. figure out what my goal was for my children's education, that's when the veil was lifted, that's when it was lifted off my shoulders. That's when I finally understood what it was I was trying to do. And before that, I was being unintentional, and I was spinning my wheels, and I was just trying to keep up with whatever I could keep up with. Or, you know, one mom said, this is good, so I'd run off and buy that. And one mom said, this is good, and mm-hmm. go get that. And, um, and I was very frustrated and upset, and uh, we weren't making any progress in the house. And it took me quite a while to get to that, well, what is my goal for this whole thing? Like the whole shebang, mm-hmm. what's the goal? And like you, it was to make lifelong learners. And once mm-hmm. I figured that out, everything else fell into place. So uh, with mm-hmm. all that being said, I think it, there's such a vital role for coaching and for uh, this self-discovery um, that you would lead people through. But yet, I don't feel like people value themselves or their time enough to mm-hmm. invest in it. So... So why don't you tell us about, in your mind, who the perfect person to get coaching is right now and um, give them the pitch on why they should definitely invest in it. Well, I actually, I just pulled up. I, I thought I had it on my website, but where my VA is doing some awesome improvements, and it's not up there right now. So I just pulled this up, though. Um, this is by John Maxwell, who does coaching, and has he has – people that goes through John Maxwell leadership coaching. And he says, if you say you don't have the resources to invest in yourself, you have a scarcity problem. You don't have an income problem. You have a thinking problem. You're saying you don't believe enough in yourself to invest in you. And, um, you know, I believe in myself to invest in me, but I also believe in my family and the, their importance that it's worth it to invest. We'll invest and spend the time to go to Disney 
or to save up for different travel excursions. And we'll invest when we're looking at needing different elements for work when we're doing our entrepreneurial jobs or different things like that or going to a business event. But then we, we pull back on that for family. I mean, well, as far as who needs a coach, um, if you go to a, a biblical reference, you've got my, – my father talks about you. everybody needs a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. And this is everybody needs a Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy. It doesn't mean that everybody has to go out there and invest in a coach. But you want to have somebody who is like a Paul, who is, a, um, who is somebody that you look up to, that is a mentor that is somebody that can kind of guide you and keep you accountable and to push you to go further and challenge you. And this is where a coach may come in or a mentor, somebody that you are, um, that you are seeking, um, seeking guidance from in a certain area of your life. And I mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be this is the full life thing. It may be that you got a podcast coach or it, that you have a, marriage and family coach or whatever it is that you're that is a specific niche that you're needing that you're wanting support on and then you have a Barnabas who is your friend your supporter your encourager somebody that builds you up and lifts you up and gets you uh and is the one that you can really connect and relate to on a peer level and then you have a Timothy somebody that you can guide and mentor and speak into their lives and help to build them up and encourage them and I think that that's a really powerful thing for all of us to always have some elements of that in our lives where we have our Paul's Barnabas's and Timothy's so that we are, you know, we are always remaining teachable ourselves. We're always learning from somebody else, looking at books, getting mentors, getting coaches, going to events, listening to great podcasts, different things that are pushing us and spurring us forward and the things that we want. And that, all of that goes back to being intentional. We get to write the stories of our lives. We are responsible for where that goes, and we get to make that choice. And so the more that we can glean those great insights from others, the more we can morph that into our story, share that and inspire it with others, and potentially help and change the lives of other people who may be inspired by us then. I love that, and I love that you made the reference, you know, that we write our own story. Um, and so mm-hmm. for someone listening tonight, like maybe it's some, you know, one of our new homeschooling moms, or maybe it's some, um, a family that's just gotten on the road or, or are facing a new transition in their life, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, what advice would you give to them to, for tomorrow? What's the one thing that they can do um, to make that transition maybe a little smoother, maybe a little easier? Um at, the, at this point in their life. And I think that, I think the biggest thing is going back to that, what is your goal? When you wake up, how are you setting the intention for the day? What is that one thing you want to accomplish? And there's a book by Gary Keller who uh, wrote the book called The One Thing. And we've referenced it a lot because it's talking about, you know, focusing in on just one thing, taking it one step at a time. And what is the intention that you're going to set for that day? And is my intention to love, you know, super broad, or is my intention to, I'm going to, I want to make it a point that this morning I spend five minutes with the first kid that wakes up doing nothing but just connecting with that kid. How much does that change the trajectory of the day? How much does that kickstart the way that that morning is going to go when you've done that? Look at one thing that you feel is lacking whether that's with a connection with a kid, whether that's in your marriage, or something with work or personal development. Pick something where you are feeling a struggle or intention point, and tonight, set an intention for what you're going to do, starting off first thing in the morning. Do that one thing. Feel that sense of accomplishment of, oh, man, that was really great. I focused. I set an intention, and I acted on it, and this is how I feel from it. Okay, now let's do another one. And keep doing that. Start in, start building on it and see how those little steps get you somewhere further than you ever expected. Sometimes we have these big lofty dreams and goals and it's so big that it's hard to figure out how to actually get up to it. There's no stepping stone to get there. So just bring it down to one tiny thing and let that one tiny thing be that first step forward because that's what every action takes is that first step. 
Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Now, um, our listeners have a special landing page at your website. Can you tell them about it? Yes, it is mamasaysnamaste.com, and then it's just forward slash road school. And on that page, I have shared, um, I'm going to share some fun printables with you guys that you can print off and hang wherever. One of them is, uh, it's called, it's Namaste. And what I do is I just break it down to an acronym. Notice the present moment. Ask, what is my goal? Make amends. Allow for feedback. Stay silent and observe. Take action and explore the potential. So there's a printable with that. And then there's another one that's guidelines for life. And this one is based on our family vision, which is really six words. And it kind of lays it out, but it's just explore, connect, listen, respect, learn, and love. And it's got some pointers on ways that you can um, you can do that and um, and really stay connected with your family. So I'm going to have that. There's a cheat sheet on understanding personality styles. And then at the bottom is some information about uh, alternative education and specifically unschooling, which is the type of schooling that we do. And so it kind of breaks down a little bit more of what unschooling is, as well as a place where you can learn more about our travels and what we're doing on that realm. So I've got all kinds of great stuff on one place, just mamasaysnamaste.com forward slash road school. Perfect. That's awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on um, and for sharing all this wonderful, valuable information. I hope that um, we uh, get some new listeners for you, and uh, I hope that some people really do take that next step in uh, getting the coaching done because I, I think it's very valuable to invest in yourself, and I think that people really do stop investing themselves after, you know, higher education or uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, they 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 lose that aspect of themselves. They think, okay, I've got this, you know, they stop investing after their 20s. But um, mm-hmm. this is, like you said, we invest in Disney tickets and all sorts of stuff and make other things mm-hmm. a priority. This is definitely something that should be a priority. Yes. Well, thanks so much for having me on. This is great. I had fun talking with you. Oh, while we have you, um, since Meredith and I yeah. were not at the um, Full-Time Families Rally, can you give us a little recap? on the fun that was had there. Oh, my. Yes, it was great. And I have to say, major props to the Fosters for their hard work with the campground and um, and just working so hard to have it all set up and have things flow smoothly. And Jenny Mason did an amazing job of getting everything coordinated. And it was really great. I've had the experience now of a rally with 85 families and a rally with 17 families. And both of them have got their elements of awesomeness. And it was really neat to see, to to go to a rally that was a little bit more intimate with the 17 families and be able to experience that aspect as well. And, of course, we had lots of friends that we had made from the other one. So um, it was, unfortunately, when we first uh, first were getting into the, the week, it was cold and rainy, and that was not what they had predicted. They had hoped uh, it was supposed to be like in the 80s and sunny the whole time we were there. Um, but that that did not happen at the first part. Um, so they uh, so we made the best of it. We spent a lot of time in the rec hall and uh, just kind of you know as soon as the sunshine would come out, everybody ran out and start playing. And it was it was cool this time to really see the teens step up and help out with the younger kids. And that was feedback we got from a lot of the younger kids. We we had a lot of unstructured time where the teens would take them and start playing a game of freeze tag and doing different activities with them. And the younger kids, of course, absolutely loved the extra attention from the teenagers as well. So we did that. We had a glow party. We had all kinds of fun potlucks with a Mexican-themed potluck. And, of course, the children's favorite was the dessert potluck, which um, helped for them to get all the extra crazies out on the on the dance floor for the glow party. And we had a Canadiana contest. They ate uh, Canadian. We had poutine and sea pie. That's what it was. Uh, Canadian sea pie. So we had a lot of tributes to Canada as well. And we learned a ton about Canada from Ian's presentation, starting it out. 
and then had some great seminars as well with forced homeschooling. We had a lady that came and talked about that. We had a lady talk about sign language and using, uh, with me being, I had a degree in sign language interpreting, so I could sometimes be picky about some sign language classes that are out there, and she was talking about Signing Time, which is a program I highly recommend for anybody interested in sign language with their kids. It teaches it through American Sign Language, and they're super educational and fun. So we talked about that. We learned about networking from A.C. Chan, who was a new rally member. We had we packed a lot in to the rally, yet we still had a lot of opportunities for downtime to just visit and hang out by the campfire as well. So it ended up being just a wonderful time. And, of course, the sun shone beautifully on the last day, so we were able to enjoy all of that, and we got some great pictures from it. And, yeah, we just had a blast, and everybody's all excited talking about the next rally. Wonderful. Well, one of the things that we find, one of the challenges we find in um, getting people to go to rallies is that they're hesitant um, as new people. They think that everyone there must know each other and that they're going to be the newbie. So um, you were a newbie in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. not only were you a new rallier, but then you took on the task of uh, the middles and middles, and, yeah, the middles, mm-hmm. and then you took on the uh-huh. kids here in Canada. And thank you so much. You you bring a brilliant children's program to both events, and I know way much more. Mm-hmm. Also, I talked to Jenny. I got a recap um, this weekend. I talked to Jenny, and she said you and Nathan were pivotal, pivotal. So thank uh, you so much thanks. for your investment oh, in the community. But what would you tell someone who thinks, uh, gosh, I would like to go to a rally, but they probably all know each other already, so I won't go? Well, I'll say this rally that we just had, half the people were brand new. So it was half and half. There were a lot of first-time ralliers there. And some of them have been full-time families for a while but had never attended a rally. And some of them were really brand new to the whole deal. And for anybody who has met up with another with other full-time families on the road, um, you know, my first experience going to a rally, I had felt, you know, that was that's a concern that you have when you hit the road is how am I going to find community? How am I going to find other people to connect with? And when I went to the rally, it was not that I went there and said, oh, everybody thinks exactly like me and we're all on the same page with everything in life. Not at all. But I went there and I thought, oh, my gosh, I have found community. I have found a group of people that all have that same passion for travel and being with family as I do. And they were super open and friendly. When I worked with the kids, that's the first first uh, thought that, that Nathan and I had after having worked with preschoolers before and um, worked with kids at different camps and preschools and things throughout our lives. The difference in the the full-time family kids just how connected they were with with one another and in tune with being helpful and kind to one another. And it was such a great group. It's just, it's a very friendly group. When we, as soon as we pulled up, we had instant friends, everybody around us coming out and, you know, I mean, I've experienced the campground fun where you're trying to back in and you have like 15 bystanders that all come out to show you how to pull into your campground. Well, think of that, but they're all full-time families. <laughs> so everybody not only wants to help you out with the whole camping thing, but they get you because they're not just a weekender. They're not just popping in for a short bit, but they really, they know the family lifestyle. And it is so warm and welcoming. There have been, there's no, it's not, it's just not, it's not about drama and clicks or anything else. Yeah, you're going to find some people you connect with more than others, but everybody is just there for fun and engaging with one another. And um, I have to say, if anything else, we would go just for my socialite child, who we pretty much don't see through the whole rally because she's off playing with all of her new friends. And it's it's so worth it. And I've heard that time and time again. So not just in my experience, but just from the other ralliers that I've talked to, the other the other families that have gone through, that's been the that's been the response from everybody. And I talked to you know, I talked to all of the new ones at this at this rally and they were all so great grateful that they had made the effort to come to it because they felt like, yeah, they've they've found community. They've they've now now have friends to meet with along the way. 
And since our February rally, we have not done, and we've covered a lot of ground, we have not done any campsites without a full-time family unless we specifically were choosing to because there's family mem- families everywhere that are always connecting and meeting up. So just one rally was enough for us to have friends all over the place on our travel. So every rally we make new friends and new families to connect with. So now instead of there being this fear of, well, we're going to kind of be completely on our own and isolated, now it's, okay, now I'm choosing to have some downtime because we've had so much of visiting and, and you know, hanging with other families. So it really shifted where we feel like we really do have community all over the country now. That's awesome. Well, again, I really appreciate your investment in the community. Oh, that's my dog. That's so fun. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ashley, and we'll see you down the road. Good all right. Ashley. Thank you. Good night. Oh, they are so fun, Mary Beth. <laughs> There's your community right there in your house. There's my community of furry friends. You know, anyone who thinks that this isn't real life, I, I got news for you. Red School Moms is 100% real 100% of the time. Like we said, Mary Beth is sitting in her car right now with two of her road schoolers on the side of the road doing the show. I'm here in my bedroom hoping, just holding my breath that no one comes and knocks on my door because then the dog pound goes into full effect. Right. Despite, you know, you know, me wearing headphones and uh, all sorts of stuff. So that was such good information. I cannot wait to um, dig into those podcasts at Mama Says Namaste um, and, and get that information about the personality types. I thought that was really very insightful information to have. Yes, it was. And for those of you listening, um, we will put the links in the show notes for the website and the landing page that Ashley was talking about. But just um, if you don't, for some reason, can't look at the show notes, um, I know when Kimberly first told me this website, I was so like, what did you say the name of that was? So I want to spell that out. And for someone that's listening and can't access the show notes for some reason. So it's Mama Says Namaste. So M-A-M-A-S-A-Y-S. N-A-M-A-S-T-E dot com. Mama says namaste dot com. That is 100% true. Yes. Okay. Well, um, let's, uh, let's think. Um, tell me a little bit more about what your week coming up is going to look like. That's what I want to know. Oh my goodness. So we are heading back to Indiana. Uh, tomorrow we are kicking off the Prairie Life Book Club. So we're excited about that. Obviously we've already talked about that in length. Um, this is also my road pillars first full week of road school. Um, so we're back to the routine for that. And, um, gosh, this week we have so many things going on personally. My family's having this cruising car show thing back in Indiana that we have to go to. Um, We've got a date over in Iowa to hit one of the um, Lori Ingalls sites um, just for a quick one-day thing, meeting one of my childhood friends over there and doing some quick video over there. And um, our week is really full, really full, really full, really full. That sounds fantastic. So as I mentioned in the beginning of the broadcast, we have uh, Trav in town. Chris's dad is in town and for a um, convention and then – Come Wednesday, I think he's all hours for like 10 days. So we have been laying low and not really um, doing any of the Vegas touristy things, just waiting in anticipation for his arrival. So I hope that we'll uh, do some of those fun things with him as the weather cools down and it becomes more bearable here. Um, and then, uh, so Prairie Life Book Club, that's big on our list of uh, things this week. Um, like I said, I got all those books that um, – Tara Reed has suggested, including, well, I'm reading How Children Learn from John Holt right now, and I've got the Teenage Liberation Handbook uh, that she suggested. And then she also suggested Gorilla Learning, but that book got lost, unfortunately. So we'll be tracking that down. Yeah, bummer. Um, I got them all off of eBay through a seller called Thrift Books, and uh, four books, 20% off, and then free shipping, I believe, and it came to like $12 for all four, four books. I was pretty thrilled. So, um, 
Yeah, it is awesome. I'm having, I'm going to out myself again. I'm having a little bit of a, a book situation. Uh, and, uh, uh, there's just, I just, I'm having this love affair. I go through this several times a year where I just can't get enough books. I don't actually read any of them. Just <laughs> amass them. <laughs> but now I'm making myself uh, be accountable to reading them. So I told Dominic, I can't buy another book until I've read at least four of these that I've just gotten because it's ridiculous. I had to get rid of a whole bunch of essential things like food so I could store my books <laughs> somewhere. Yeah, Sorry. really, every time I see you leaving a bookstore, I that's what goes around. Where's she putting all these books? That's okay. That's good. No judgment here. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's rice. Five pounds of rice has to go. Okay. Well, if you don't know what Katie's talking about, the books that she just mentioned that she's reading, the Gorilla Learning and um, the other few that she mentioned, that podcast we had a couple weeks ago with Tara Weed has been one of our most downloaded, and it's all about transitioning your road school to college. So if you haven't listened to that, um, this is a really good podcast, and um, you can do that over at iTunes. And speaking of iTunes replays, um, know that when you get done listening to our podcast on iTunes from a replay, please, please, please take just a few minutes and give us a review because that really helps the Road School Moms podcast move up through the ranks and do what it needs to do to be able to encourage other Road School Moms out there. So please give us your review when you're done. And if you do so, please shoot me an email over at info at roadtripteacher.com and I'll be glad to give you the digital product of your choice absolutely free. I love that. And please let us know how we can pray for you. Road School Moms is an online weekly ministry. We also have a Facebook group in coordination with this radio show. Uh, we invite you to join that Facebook group. It's right there at facebook.com slash groups slash Road School Moms. It's a closed group, so you have to apply to uh, be a member. But once you get in, uh, you can be safe in knowing that no one can see your post there. And one of the um, other legs of the Road School Moms Ministry is a prayer team headed up by prayer leader Sarah James. And so we invite you to send your prayer request to us very easily, rsmprayers, that's roadschoolmomprayers at gmail.com. That's all you have to do is shoot an email over there, and it will be kept completely confidential. Um, and uh, we can have our prayer warriors start praying on your behalf. So uh, uh, Meredith and I are also in a Road School Moms Bible study that just kicked off this week. Heather Paul uh, invited us all to participate in this Bible study she created called Basking in His Fruit. Uh, Meredith, I don't know how much you've gotten done. It is a very in-depth study. I'm finding that it takes me probably a half an hour to 45 minutes to do um, the study each day. Uh, I think it's five days a week as opposed to seven. So it is in-depth. That's what I would consider in-depth in, in my realm. Um, but, goodness, it is it is really, really good, really good. It is very good. It is very good. And I'll tell you that as much as I'll be really honest, and you know me, like at the beginning I was like, really, I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, that was my first thing. And it really, the very first day I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that's the whole point of this is to carve out this time in the day for this time for myself. And, you know, this devotional time with me. So it's been really good for me to make me stop and take those half hour to 45 minutes and focus on just that. So it's very good. And um, kudos to her. She's doing such a great job. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, like you said, like Ashley just said, if you don't have time to invest in yourself, you have a scarcity issue. And I, too, had the exact same response, which, you know, I do feel like uh, the – the other team, let's say, has a hand in that, making us feel like we're too busy to invest in ourselves sometimes. Uh, but I had to push through that and say, no, 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 this is important. And I'm so glad that I did because I'm so, I've been so blessed by it. I, I actually printed out the study. It's 80 something, 87 pages. I printed it out. I, uh, put it in one of those three ring binders and I'm going through it. And, uh, I just had to tell the kids, listen, mommy's got to do her homework now. And that was even a huge blessing to be able to say those words. Like, wait, wait, hey, mommy does work too. Like, not just work work, but I, I do study work, and this is what I'm studying. And if you'd like to study alongside me, we can do that. But I've got to concentrate right now. And I uh, that was that was even good for them to see and participate in. Yes, I love that. I guess we've talked about where we've been and where we're going, so I guess that's a wrap unless you have anything else to share. I do not know that we are putting together some new shows for this upcoming season. I'm really excited about it. I've got a bunch of emails out 
to other podcasters and other people in the community. But if you have a special guest that you'd love to hear from or you think would be a great asset to the Road School Moms listenership, then please shoot us an email. Uh, Mary Beth is, is at info at roadtripteacher.com. I'm Kimberly at fulltimefamilies.com. We'd love your suggestions for guests or topics. Or even submit yourself if you've got um, something that you'd like to share with the Road School Moms. We'd love to hear it. So please don't uh, keep that information from us. Definitely send it our way. Absolutely. And if you're wondering what's coming up here on Season 11 for Road School Moms, just pop on over to the roadschoolmoms.com website, and our calendar is right there. That's where you'll also find all of our replays. Um, So join us again next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And until then, safe travels and God bless. This is Kimberly. And this is Mary Beth, your Road School Moms, on the road where education meets adventure. Until next time, we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer. Lord, be our guide and protector. Let those I encounter be blessed by my words. Let my hands be filled with your work. And may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com.